Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Lee Cantor here, another episode of High Velocity Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Brian Radin, and he's the president of ComData Prepaid. Welcome, Brian. Hey, nice to be here. Thank you very much, Lee. Um, well, Brian, before we get too far into things, tell us about ComData number one, and let's also uh, mention uh, FinTwist Solutions. Let's let's talk about how these two tie together. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, FinTwist is a is a brand and a product that uh, ComData launched a couple of years ago in the payment space, and ComData is a subsidiary of FleetCore which, uh, like you, is in Atlanta headquartered, uh, which is a public payments company, quite large, about a $22 billion market cap as of uh, today's stock market. And ComData itself was the originator of the pay card solution about 36 years ago. So ComData subsidiary of FleetCore, FinTwist is the brand that uh, I created with my team when I came to the company about four years ago. And that product covers a number of solutions, primarily payroll cards, but other prepaid type uh, payments products that are in the market today. So now talk to us a little bit about the evolution of these kind of cards and um, and how maybe FinTwist came about. Like what was the problem that you developed it to solve? Well, the the origin of the core pay card goes back uh, many years, as said, uh, back into the 90s. And really, it started as a way for consumers or employees who didn't have a bank account, didn't have access to a bank account, didn't know how to get a bank account, uh, to get paid by their employees, uh, employers. And so the cards really became, in its simplest form when they started, a place where money was loaded, pay, payroll was loaded down onto the card. In their early iterations, it literally was a card that you could take cash off of. Uh, maybe you could use it as a debit card. And pretty much that was it. Over the years, the product has evolved broadly in the market and at ComData, where it has become more of a payments platform and a solution. And while it's still probably the majority of users are still in this, this call, uh, call underbanked community versus non-bank community. Uh, the product has evolved into much more of a competitive payment solution. And, and, and FinTwist is really the current evolution of that uh, that we launched, as I said, a couple of years ago, which allows our clients' employees to use the product, not just to get their pay loaded and take money from a cash machine or a bank or uses a debit card to full credit rails with MasterCard. It has complete bill payment, P2P type payment solutions, uh, other wellness and budgeting tools. And recently we launched our uh, FinTwist On Demand, our Earn Wage Access product on the FinTwist pay card. And so it's become a much more robust product. And it's, I would say our product is, is as good, if not better than others that we compete with. But I would say, in general, the industry has evolved that way from uh, its origins as really being uh, a way for the non-bank to get paid. Now, in in this iteration, you're working with the employer, and this is helping them with their payroll? Correct. So about 
70 percent of uh, Americans get their pay through a direct deposit. It's probably how you do and and how I do. But there's uh, about 20 percent that use this pay card product across uh, kind of across the workforce, both part time and and full time. And also even 1099 gig workers, while it's not payroll because they're 1099s, they're getting paid on a similar a lot of on a similar type product. And surprisingly, still eight to ten percent of people are getting checks. Although that has dramatically been impacted during COVID, obviously it's a lot harder to pay people that don't come in or can't have access. And so there was there's been a bigger push to move to electronic payments. And we've tried to step in with our product, but but broadly, electronic payments have disrupted what's left of the of the paying people by check market. And so we do work with the employer. We provide a program for free to them to offer this product to their to their employees. And again, initially it was for those low bank, underbank. Then then it broadened. And our product, we you know our typical employee is not somebody who's making purely minimum wage. They're earning closer to fifty thousand a year. And a lot of the people that use our product also have a bank account as well and use ours as either. Uh, a way to help plan, budget, and then use money at a later time. Some use it as a second uh, second way to disperse funds to their others in the family, and and still others use it uh, to you know describe or to set aside money to make specific payments and put the rest of the money in their bank account. So it's not it's not what it was many years ago in terms of this you know stepchild for underbank. It's really a payment platform that we believe Fintuis competes with a lot of the consumer products that are in the market, uh, as well as other pay cards that are being offered through uh, competitors through the employers themselves. Now, from the a person that is um, not using FinTwist yet, but are uh, kind of the person that could use it, when they're banking the way that they're banking, doesn't that, um, don't they suffer with a lot of fees that are maybe not obvious or not um in the brochure of some of the other platforms that they're using that they'll have to pay a lot of fees in order to get access to their money. You know, it's uh fees are an interesting discussion, both in the core banking world at your bank, as well as other ways in which employees get their, their money and then get access to their money. And there's no question that a lot of the consumer products that you're bombarded with through digital marketing, or you see even on television or other advertising, there are definitely hidden fees. I think the question when you're, we're looking at it for the people that are not using our product that work for our clients, and they're at a bank, clearly they're going to get hit with fees. There's minimum deposit fees, there's specific transaction fees, there's out-of-network um, out ATM fees. So, while there are fees on our product, they are more nominal. And also we feel like access to their money, their work, their, their payroll is much easier facilitated through using the Fintwist platform. One, because obviously we're working with their employer. And two, because we've launched this uh, on-demand or Fintwist on-demand earn wage access product, which, which allows them to actually get paid as they work as opposed to getting paid when their employer processes their payroll, which would not be something that would work uh, with their uh, bank account. 
So um, educate us about the earned wage access. How does uh, how does that work? And that means they get as they work there. It's almost like in real time as they're kind of earning the money, they have access to the money. Yeah, you've described it pretty well. The you know companies, I think right now, if I step back, we talk to a lot of HR leaders, business business leaders, uh, clearly people in the payroll and operational side of companies. And it's very clear that companies today are challenged by how do I recruit and retain workers? A lot of the types of clients that use our product tend to be in the industries that got hit very hard by COVID, whether it's retail, hospitality, staffing. And so those companies now, as the workforce is beginning to go back to work, they're challenged. And many individuals are still slow to come back to work because they're still getting unemployment benefits, even if the extra federal subsidies have have recently ended. Obviously, there's still a fear of COVID. We know what's going on with the Delta variants, particularly in in certain locations. And a lot of them have found different jobs. So instead of working in a restaurant, I can work in an office. It's it's maybe a little less uh, difficult kind of job. Uh, And they're giving me greater work from home flexibility, which has clearly changed the dynamic between employers and employees. In the old days, the employer set the job, set the hours, set the pay. You came in and if you didn't want it, I'd get somebody else. Well, now that's all been very disrupted and employees have an upper hand, frankly, on employers. So that that puts a lot of pressure on recruiting, particularly since today recruiting isn't, hey, we're filling some new jobs or we're growing. We need to get people in here to work the, to work the manufacturing line or to work in the restaurant or we're losing business. So this is a pervasive issue for employers. It's not an HR issue or a payroll issue. And FinTwist On Demand is, is one way in which companies can attract those employees. It's not the only way, but with nearly 80% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, and I think we've seen all kinds of numbers, but about 40% don't even have enough money to cover a $400 expense, and in today's health environment, that's obviously critical. So they need their money when they work. And as you described it well, Lee, it's I work, I've accumulated a certain number of hours. And in the old days, I waited for my employer, ComData, for example, to process my pay on a weekly or biweekly or semi-monthly basis. Today, with our platform, what happens simply is I work a certain number of hours. I've earned it. I go into our mobile. I say I want to get my earned wage access money or on demand, and they get their money real time. And that's really the difference between getting paid on a regular payroll structure and getting paid as you work. And we think that that and talking to our clients and just looking at a lot lot of research evolving, uh, evolving in this area, that it does relieve stress because the financial stress that employees encounter is one of the most debilitating and clearly has an impact on their productivity at their job. Now, um, you, you mentioned that they're, I guess, we're at the beginning of doing this in this manner in terms of having any research to support that. But I would imagine just common sense wise that this is very attractive to the employee uh, getting, you know, fast pay makes fast friends. So uh, they might stay more loyal. You might have better retention if they're getting paid as rapidly as as you're describing. Yeah, I mean, there's been, there's actually, while two years ago, there was less than 
something like two or three million in total transactions, EWA transactions. Today, the number is in the multiple uh, tens of millions. It's grown incredibly fast over the last two years. And while a number of the providers, as well as people like Deloitte and others have done research in this area, and what, what they've what they've con- concluded is that it's a compelling part of a solution that you need to develop as an employer to attract and retain employees. And so, for example, they've done studies where I might give an offer of a $500 sign-on bonus to come be a driver uh, at UPS or another company, or I'll give you on-demand uh, or an earned wage access option. And more people choose the earned wage access option than the one-time $500 lump sum. So it's it's compelling. I, I would also say that this is only a part of what companies need to do, right? So we, we're, we're part of one element of a solution, but I definitely think they need to rethink their wages. They need to think about how do they provide more uh, financial literacy education, so many people who are in the kinds of jobs that are living day to day, that are living paycheck to paycheck, don't understand how to to really plan. So they're not left uh, holding the bag on a lot of expenses. I think better, uh, better other benefits, some traditional, whether it's healthcare or other like employer sponsored benefits, are important. I think all of those things have to be combined. And a lot of employers are rethinking it. Many of them cost more money. The good news about our solution is it's free to our clients. It's relatively simple, in some cases, very simple to implement. And it's part of a core platform that we're already delivering and have been delivering for for quite some time. So now when they're working with you, is this something that... um... This is what they're getting, whether, as you mentioned, this doesn't cost them anything directly like you described, but it's still you're helping them holistically solve a bigger problem and you're helping their employees kind of become more educated so they can make more informed decisions with their money. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, you you asked and answered, my friend. It's really it is really that, uh, you know, it, it, it can often be trite or sometimes uh, a bit, um, you know, maybe people who don't buy into it. But for me personally and our team, we do have a mission, and that mission is helping workers become more financially secure. And so that is part of what we're doing across our broader set of initiatives within ComData, particularly in the in the FinTwist business, because we're one of the singular businesses within ComData and, frankly, FleetCore that, that really – is directly in touch with the consumer. The consumer here is generally employees, but we also have, as I said, 1099s and other individuals who are getting paid through our platform. And so when we're putting those products into the market, we're always trying to find ways to stay close to that mission. And so that means better ways for people to get access to their money. It means better education. And when I have the money, what do I do with it? Better ways to save it so that I'm not either paying big fees or that I'm truly 
able to think about the day after tomorrow and have some funds either for myself or, or my kids. And how do I think about planning for that? All of those are, are pieces of how we look at our constituency and we look at the employers in a way where we're trying to help them, as you said, facilitate that communication to their employees. Some do it better than others, frankly. Some have a big investment in it. Others are just realizing that I better make that investment because COVID has stimulated this real disruption in the employer and employee relationship. So now looking into your crystal ball uh, about how you see payroll going forward, is this kind of earned wage access, is that going to be a, a must-have rather than the nice-to-have that it is today? Absolutely. And, and let's, let's start at the beginning. If, if the beginning was today with where technology is in the, in the payments world, you would never build a payroll application that says, okay, I'm going to collect hours or I'm going to have salaried employees and over a period of time, I will pay them. Now, some of this is clearly employers use that pay to do other things in their business. So if they're paying out everything every day, it changes their cash flows, it changes their treasury. So I don't know if we'll ever see a consistent, everybody gets paid every day because it has big impacts to the treasury side of a business. What I do see is, which, which frankly is why it'll probably never be, even though technology would allow it, the way in which employers, particularly the people that are employing, let's call it 50% of the workforce, these are companies with more than 100 employees, they're, they're going to probably continue to offer the standard way to provide payroll. But I do think this will become one of those components that are part of why do I come to work here? And that's today, tomorrow, will be if I don't have it, it's a reason why people won't come to work here or will think about going somewhere else. But I don't think it'll replace the way or the construct because that construct has financial implications to the businesses themselves. Right. But it might be something that happens gradually than suddenly. I mean, if there's enough of a groundswell of people are going to be gravitating to companies that pay when they do the work, it's going to be, it'll change and it has to change. Um, now for you, do you have, well, I think, it, I think, I think, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, I think just to that point, I think it will change. I think people will offer it. All, all My point was only, I don't think it will be, I come to work and every day people are going to get paid for the work they've done. Because, I mean, let's let's look at it this way. If, if you could get paid today, tomorrow, and the next day, and the money was put onto your FinTwist card or your, your wallet, or it was, if you weren't using FinTwist, into your bank account, You'd probably want that versus waiting until Friday or next Friday because it's better to have it in my hands than than my employer's hands if I've done the work. And, and so I think that would be the way they would want it. I just understanding the corporate mentality and understanding how businesses are uh, using cash and how they manage payroll, I think what you'll see it is is a very standard offering as part of the 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 package in which I use to attract employees in my business. And if I don't, to your point, 
If I don't offer it, I will be at a disadvantage down the line as opposed to today where it's still at an early enough stage where it's an advantage because not everybody is using it yet. And so I can use that as a, as a leader in, in trying to get through this very difficult time of getting employees. I think over time, as the world gets somewhat normal again, it'll be part of the standard package, just not the standard way in which employers process payroll. Right. Now, is there certain niches that this is going to work better in certain industries that um, that they should know about this maybe sooner than other folks? Well, I think it's it starts at the top where if I need people and those people tend to be hourly, I need a way to get people here working. And I've had these conversations with people that run manufacturing businesses and and uh, and retail operations and large franchisees and such like that, that are in that bind right now. So I, I think it probably leans more to the hourly worker and, in, and the worker that essentially are in industries where you have less salaried and a little less white collar. But, but ironically, when I talk to you know, let's call them more white collar businesses, whether they're in technology or services. And then you ask the head of HR, well, what's your workforce look like? Well, we have, you know, 80% of the people here are really salaried managers, professional, and then 20% are more administrative clerical. Oh, and do those people get paid salaries? Oh, no, they're hourly workers. And, and, and many of those people are making the same or less than than the typical quote pay card EWA SICs or SIC codes, which are in the hospitality and and retail and staffing those traditional industries. So I think it has a broader appeal. Sometimes the mentality or the perception of the head of HR or people in HR as they think about how this solution should be applied sometimes is a little bit disconnected from if I went and asked those secretaries or administrative assistants, would you like to get paid when you work? Many of them would have the same answer as the person who's cleaning my hotel room. So I think it well it leans a little more to the service-based industries like hospitality, restaurants, uh, staffing, and manufacturing more that way. I think there's opportunities across the board, and it's probably more around the hourly worker who's getting paid near minimum wage um, versus just an SIC code. And then the ones that are the hungriest for employees and the, or the most frustrated by the turnover are the ones that are going to be attracted to this, I would think. Correct. That's exactly what's happening. I had a conversation with a, a guy who runs uh, you know, a, a pretty large manufacturing business. They actually manufacture foam packaging. The business couldn't be better, as you can imagine, with everybody ordering online, et cetera. He can't keep up with his demand. He's losing revenue because he has hundreds of open spots on his line that he can't get people to come and work in the factory. There's no, He just doesn't have um, the ability to bring them in. We're launching this in several of his locations. He has like eight locations around the country because he needs to find a way to get people on the job and working because he's losing money. And as I said earlier, I think that is the real difference between when you talk about added benefits 
for companies, for their employees. Some employers, they're great. They love to add as much as they can. They, they think very highly. They, they want their employees to feel good about working there. But it, it was less of an economic imperative pre-COVID in, in most cases. Now, the people that we talk to are beyond payroll and HR, the head of manufacturing, head of operations, because they see a correlation between the bottom line and getting people hired. And if this is something that's working, which, as you said, intuitively, it, it makes sense, but there's now more data and other people are doing it, they're saying, let's do this. And frankly, even on the pay card side, where we think the core pay card solution is a great solution, it really has a lot of, uh, of use cases and applications, it was more of one of those nice benefits that people want to offer and getting employers to embrace it and push it was a little more difficult because it typically was a payroll issue or it was HR issue. This is really a business issue, which I think has very broad implications to the penetration of the service and the long-term legs that I think the business uh, and solution will have. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that this is a great solution. And if you go anywhere, you see all these help wanted uh, signs. I mean, people are desperate for good talent. And if you have a method to help them attract and retain, then you, you almost have to pay that price because it's the, you're, you're losing money because you can't stay open, you can't deliver, all these other things are happening. So, I mean, at some point, those companies are going to have to figure out a way to afford to pay people, you know, in real time. No question. And, and again, because it's not, there's no cost to it. So there's not a, there may be an integrate, you know, some level of implementation. And, and again, it depends on how they're paying payroll today, what systems they're using and so on. But some some can be done in a matter of a couple of days. Some may take a little bit longer. But look, in the end, I think as you as you look at the world, the landscape, leaders of businesses have to look at the reality. And uh, you just described it in terms of help wanted signs. I mean, I live in New York City. There's you know one. There's help wanted signs everywhere, and right next to them are the casualties of COVID, where the storefront, the empty store, right, the, the closed you know. store. <laughs> Right. So in some ways you have this paradigm, hey, here one end is what's happened. Here the other end is a guy who's got his restaurant bar and all, you know, he's he's handing out when you go in for a drink, he's got on his napkins, do you know anybody who wants a job? I mean, they're, they're, that's the kind of stuff that's going on. And then when you take that same concept up, up, above, you know, just the neighborhood bar or restaurant and you think about it at a UPS or a FedEx or some of the really large staffing companies that we do business with, it's just a, it's a whole new set of realities, right? They have to rebuild their labor force. They've still got the public health crisis going on. Before the before COVID even hit, a lot of our clients were getting better and more efficient. So I think over time, businesses, because of COVID, and as I said, it was happening, are going to hire less people. So they're getting more efficient. How do I how do I then conduct business in that new environment? Obviously, every employee wants to work from home. How do you work from home if you're, you know, you're running a manufacturing facility? Very difficult, but there's a lot of other businesses where people were always in an office and now they don't want to go back. That's another whole new re- reality that lots of businesses are grappling with. And it's, it's obvious to me that employees want 
better and more impactful benefits. And they really look to their employers, whether whether we philosophically agree that the employer is the paternalistic uh, person, a per- paternalistic organization that it should be, whether it's in delivering benefits or education. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't think that on the on the business side, but they, that's where we are today. And employees look to their employers to provide them impactful benefits and ways to improve their life. And this is just one of those ways in which an employer can do it, but there are many others that they need to address considering all the changes that are going on in the workforce today. And that's why it's good to have a partner like you that can help them look holistically and also strategically and tactically. Now, um, we try. if somebody wants to learn more, uh, tell us uh, the website if somebody wants to learn more about the FinTwist Solutions. Sure. It's www.fintwistsolutions.com. Simple as that. There's a bunch of information on what it is, including the core FinTwist product, uh, how it works, the benefits of it, some of the other, um, some of the other things that we've done to help educate uh, both our cardholders, but also uh, potential clients of ours as well. All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Uh, you're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the time. And, uh, again, I hope that uh, people will respond, employers will respond, and, and step forward and help help their workforce. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on High Velocity Radio. 